And yes, how he's doing it. And a lot of us are coming from backgrounds that we don't know people that have really been successful. We don't know them. To challenge us to be. I wish you have gone home. So, with one degree and one diploma and some 2,000 cities as salary, because you to look at all your sisters and all your brothers, you have the highest certificate, highest job. You know what I mean? Maybe you two have traveled to Accra before. You easily make it look like, you know, I have what? I have arrived. It is in a shadow. Are you angry enough? Are you really angry enough? I can see how angry enough just by looking at your expenses, your expenditure. What you buy with your money, what you do with your money, what you do with your time, what you do. I can look at your library. I can just enter your room and look at your library and know you are not going anywhere. I was then asked, I said, Lord, why haven't people received my books? That was a prayer. So why haven't people received my books? Let's pray. Why? These are books that pastors have gotten hold of. Bishops have preached from it. I know a bishop that is even preaching from it this week. I, the time I was praying, it's not. It was after all these things had happened. You know, after all these things have happened, I, a pastor ordered for a number of them, gave them to his church members. I, so many times, any time people just grab some of my books, they say, "No, I need to get more for some people." And I said, "It's not enough." Why have been tired? You know, people read Bishop Oye post books on money, and some of them who had ear problem where he would, he read a book on money his, his ear open I haven't had any testimony you think I have come are you angry enough you are happy that you are using a Samsung you are, you are using an iPhone right you are happy I have an iPhone your life is limited to an iPhone when you can have an iPhone shop. You want to have an iPhone? Huh? When you can have a whole shop, you can deliver to the whole Ghana. You'll be the highest iPhone dealer in Ghana. You want? You are rather okay with an iPhone. You can be a Samsung dealer. You are okay with a Samsung. <laughs> 
I use a Samsung S21, you know, phone with uh, megapixels, all those things. You have been trapped in the shadow. I've been trapped in the shadow. And if care is not taking you, not come out. Oh, you know this bag, right? This is the only type of this kind. I bought it from Turkey. Louis Vuitton. Where is five hundred dollars? When you can receive a blessing to start a Louis Vuitton manufacturing something in Sunani, you are rather bragging with the bag. More of the time, when we are bragging about the things we have, we are in a shadow. Anytime I buy things, I ask myself, why can't I be the one producing this? It's a question I ask myself. Anytime I taxi, don't you ask yourself, I wish that this was my taxi. That I can call the person anytime. Have you been angry? No. Have you stood somewhere enough looking for a car and not getting some? You wish that you had a taxi to call and say, hey, where are you? Come and pick me up and your driver drives. Are you not angry enough? I came to charge you today. You must break out of the shadow of mediocrity. Mediocrity. The shadow of the status quo. The shadow of the limitation that has been placed over Africans. Africans are consumers. We are not producers. Also somebody who do a, has a PhD in, in mechanical engineering and robotics cannot make a single robot. Because we, we, are, we are not worried enough. We are priding with certificates. I'm using the latest iPhone. I'm using what? I have one million followers on TikTok. Hold him. Are you trying to catch the spirit? refuse to be like this. Lord, I can't be like this forever. I cannot be, I can't be like this forever. My life cannot be like this forever. My ministry cannot be like this forever. My finances cannot be like this forever. No! I refuse it. I refuse it. I refuse it. I refuse it. I reject it. I reject it. I reject it. Somebody say, Lord, if you don't bless, bless me or I die. Use me or I die. I would rather be dead than to not be used of God. I'm useless if God is not using me mightily. I'm useless. God even spoke through a donkey. A donkey. 
prophesy to a donkey saw an angel. You have never seen an angel. And you are okay. You are okay with it. You are okay with it. Balaam. Balaam was complacent. Because he was the major prophet in town. He, he even spoke with God one on one. And God said, don't go and, and, and help Balak. Because Balak wanted him to come and release a curse on Israelites, the Israelites. And God said, don't go. But the guy, Balak, who is the king, wanted to bribe Balaam, who is a prophet. So Balak went back to God, you just consider it and let me go. God said, fine, go. When he went and was returning, a major prophet who spoke to God could not see an angel. His donkey's eyes were opened. A donkey is seen, you can't see. And you're okay with it. Place your hand on your eyes and let's pray. Oh Lord, open my eyes. Begin to pray. Kalika Dakata. Are you praying? It's a donkey better than you. It's a donkey better than you. Elijah didn't have a degree. Elijah didn't go to school. Why can't you see? Why are you going to marry a witch? Huh? in open my eyes now sit down I want to spend about I don't know to teach you something on the mystery of impartation the mystery of impartation now let's look at 2 Timothy 1.5 2 Timothy 1.5 
Let's go. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith, that is talking about strong faith, which Timothy has. The genuine faith, okay, this one says, the genuine faith that is in you, which was where? Notice that. He says, Timothy has a kind of faith, but this faith was first in his grandmother, which also was in his mother, Eunice. And I am also persuaded that is in you. Next verse. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God. Which gift? The unfeigned faith. Which is in you. How did it come? Through what? The laying on of my hands. Let me explain. Ah. Paul is saying that I laid hands on your grandmother and I think your grandmother laid hands on your mother or the day I was laying hands on your grandmother I also laid hands on your mother and you too when you we met I laid hands on you because he says it right here Therefore, it's a statement that is telling us something that is before. And it's talking about a certain kind of gift that the grandmother had and the mother had. And he said, all of them had it through one means. A lean on my hands. Listen, in this life, the hand that falls on you determines what you carry. There are those who work for what they get. They work for what they get. Everything they get, they worked hard to get it. Are you with me here? There are prophets that worked hard to get their prophetic ministry. I'm not saying we all don't work. But Paul is telling Timothy that this gift that you have, you did not get it by prayer. You had it by the laying on of hands. Are you with me here? Now, to say to impart is to say to share something that is upon one with another. So when we say impartation, we are talking about a sharing of a grace a gift that is upon a person with another person. So every grace that you see in me or you see in another man, that man can share it with you by one means and one means alone. And that means is called a means of impartation. So Paul is saying that there is something that you have and I'm commending you to stir up that gift that is in you which came by the laying on of my hands. 
So if I have the gift of discerning spirits, I can lay, and you maybe, yours is at 30%, and mine is at 70%. I can lay hands on you and share my 70% with you. And how much will you have? You will have 100%. Do you understand? Maybe you have the power of visions and dreams. There are some people, they have serious visions and dreams. If they sleep two minutes, they'll have a dream. Eh? They can lay hands on you. And that grace will be shared. Whether they are your church member, younger sister, elder brother. Because the Bible says in Hebrews 7 that the lesser is blessed by the greater. The greater in that sense is the greater in the gift. Not the greater in age or capacity. The greater in the gift. Am I teaching something here? So, please come. If I have him here and God has endowed him with a greater healing anointing than me, I can have a greater healing anointing if he lays hands on me. I'm teaching an important thing. Don't say nonsense in your head. I'm teaching an important thing. The lesser is the lesser in the gift, not the lesser as in terms of general overseer. Father of the house. What else? Mother of the house. Assistant pastor. Major what? Prophet. The lesser is the lesser in the gift. Please understand this quick. Before I move to the next place. Do you understand? So, we can have him. Um, his father is my son. But in any area of ministry, he has a higher advantage. I can receive an impartation from him. Because it is God who gave him. Let me explain better. Should I explain better? Let's use common sense. Are you ready for common sense? We are all hungry in this place. Uh, We are living in the same house. I'm hungry as the word hungry is. Are you with me? Then, I'm even richer than him. Are you with me? He lives in the house with me. I feed him every day. But, on the day that I'm hungry, before I realize he has knocked the door, oh, Papa, I'm just coming back. When I was coming from town, I bought some food. Who provided the food when there was a lack? Who is creating the sustenance? Who is the father? Who is the, in quote, breadwinner? Who provided the food at that time? Who sustained Are you with me here? So in the realm of the spirit, 
even though physically I am the father, I pay all the school fees and all the bills, at that point in time, I didn't save the family. The one who brought the food is the one who did it. And that is why a lot of people miss it in their time of visitation when God wants to really impart them with a gift. Because they consider who has been in ministry for so long. But you don't have it. One time I preached in a place and I met an old prophet. After I'm teaching you what is the topic? The mystery of impartation. That what I have, I can share it with you. Give us Romans chapter 1. Please retire. Learn a new English. Retire. It means go back. Romans 1 verse 11. Maybe we should take the verse 10 or something. Give us verse 10. No, verse 9. For God is my witness whom I serve in my spirit in the gospel of his son that without ceasing, what do I do? I make mention of you how many times? Always in my prayer. In whose prayer? In my prayer. This Paul speaking. He's talking to a church, the Roman, the believers in Rome. He says, I do not stop praying for you. Then he makes a very powerful statement. Let's go to the next verse. Uh Aha. Making requests, if by some means, now at last I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. In this scripture, Paul is talking about two things. He's talking about intercession and impartation. Listen. Impartation, according to Paul in this text, is higher than intercession. He's saying that there is one thing, there is a difference between me being in my room, praying and mentioning your name, and prophesying over you, than when I meet you one-on-one, and I lay my hands on you. Look at it. Give us the next verse. Let me explain the scripture. Take us back, take us back, take us back to verse 9. He said, I'm always praying for you, mentioning your name, interceding for you. And in the intercession, verse 10 talks, tells us that even in the intercession, the prayer is making that, Lord, I wish that I'll meet them and impart. Even in the prayer, in the prayer, he's saying that, Lord, I wish. Look at it. If I'm lying, say I'm lying. Is it not there? Making requests. If God will open a door for me by any means, by some means. Now at last I may find a way in the will of God. Do you see there? In the will of God to do what? To come unto you. Why? For I long, verse 11. Let's go. For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gifts so that why? Why should I expect? So that at the end you will become established. Intercession doesn't bring establishment. Impartation brings establishment. There is a difference between me praying for you on the phone and you coming for me to lay my hands on you. They are not the same. They are not the same. They are not the same. There is a difference between, Papa, you know, I'm following you from afar, 
we are enjoying the messages we are whatever there is a difference between that and a physical encounter or one that you maybe have it in a dream where hands are being laid on you look at it there this Paul talking of this Paul what I want you to be established in ministry. But you need an impartation. I laid hands on some people and suddenly they started receiving songs. With ease. People that did not even know how to compose songs. They have never learned how to compose a song before. Hands were laid, suddenly songs started coming. They were not taught it. Every grace you see in a man of God, you can have it by impartation. You can have it by impartation. Including even financial grace, you can have it because the Bible says the Lord gives you power to make wealth a prophetic grace can be received by impartation a healing anointing can be received by impartation wisdom even wisdom can be received by impartation. Honor can be placed upon you by impartation. A man can lay hands on you and you will escape poverty just by laying on of hands, not by work. Not by work. Can lay hands on you. I almost said something. I almost said something. Hands can be laid on you and relocate you. You can be relocated from your present location to another location by the laying of on of hands. Hands. Come. We were here when I told him that he will pastor our church. Your present situation, eh? You can shift from it. I don't care. You can be living in some dilapidated single room. Hands can be laid on you. You will relocate like a joke. I'm not saying spiritual location. Physically, you will. I'm telling you this. After that meeting, I don't. Ah. 
who is who you see you see you see eh? when you you have power because the reason an impartation can relocate is the power is the power when you have power you can relocate people positively or negatively I was like a lonely man like Elijah. Elijah had no associate pastor. Literally, he had no church member in his church. Elijah had no church member. Is not true. Elijah had no church, but that man could control a whole territory. I'm teaching an important thing. You know. A lot of a lot of men of God and Christians limit their authority by how many people they have. And so you see even young ministers that feel like, you know, I'm just supporting my pastor, my nobody, and um, you know that thing? You know, I don't have my... So you see, every young minister wants to have his own ministry. He wants to have his own conference so that he proves his authority. He proves his what? His power. I mean, isn't it true? It's not about who is the eldest and who is the whatever who has come first. It is it is a spiritual principle. I'm still saying that an impartation can physically relocate you. I physically relocate you. Physically. Physically. Who wants a physical relocation? Physical relocation. Physical relocation. Physical relocation. Physical relocation. Physical. Physical. Lift your hands. If you want physical relocation, lift your hands. Korozoko Zakrata. My God. I relocate by impartation. Physically. Done. Physical relocation. Bra. Physical relocation. Memoir tradition that we do. It is something God is the first person who did it. And I'll show you the scripture in the Bible. In Genesis. Chapter 1. Verse 28. Verse 27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. God created man in his own image. The next verse 28 says that. Then God did what? That is an impartation. God laid hands on them. If he had hands, I don't know. And in, you see, in every impartation, a word is spoken. So you see that I said, and the Lord blessed them. And what did he say? He said, the impartation had a word. Now, be fruitful and do what? Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea. 
and over the fowl, the best of the air, and over every living thing that moves. When Jesus was about to leave, he did an impartation for his sons and daughters, his disciples. John 20, 22. And when he has said on this, he breathed on them. Give us John 20, 22. And look at how impartations take place. John 20, 22. Look at how impartations take place. And when he has said this, he was talking to them and advising them. He breathed on them. He did what? In other words, an action was done. In every impartation, two things are done. Okay? The first thing that is done is an action, and the second thing is a word. So, it can be laying of hands, breathing, touching your stomach, whatever. There are two things that are always done. In this case, Jesus did something. What did he do? He breathed on them. So if you see us doing, don't say that. Uh, these guys, Reverend Student has a whole book on, on, on it. <laughs> he breathed on them. Jesus did that too. He did, when he breathed on them, he was, and even in Genesis 2, is there, God breathed into man. God breathed into man. It was an impartation. I hear with me, you have gone home. So he breathed on them, and what did he say? He spoke a word. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. To impart also means to share. I told you, did I tell you that? Yeah, okay, okay. If I've told you, I've, 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 I've told you that, then it's fine. So, a man can share his encounter with another man. A man can share his spiritual experiences with another man. Now, I told you that. I pray that today that grace will come upon your life. That when I study the Bible beyond one hour, I begin to see the, 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 the story. That when I'm reading the Bible, eh, like this story, I've seen it before. I've seen it. Like the way you watch Jesus' movie. Before I realize, I'm, I'm seeing it like I am there. After I study for about one hour and I'm getting my two hours suddenly, as I begin to read, I start seeing it like an imagination, but it is a scene, and I can describe it just as it is. Yes. It is a spiritual encounter. Recently, James and someone were around, it was you, I began to show them some scriptures they had already known. And as I began to explain it, it was, you see, there's a, there's, it's called eyewitness accounts. It's a prophetic anointing that you can suddenly begin to study the Bible and before you realize, it is like you were there and you saw it. And that way, when you are teaching, you teach it differently. I can share it with you and I feel like sharing it with you today. Mandela Azolwa Rakai. I suddenly, before I realize, I'm there. Now, when they say Elijah was on a hill and the captain is 50 came, I've seen it. 
I've seen it. I've seen it. Adam and Eve in the garden, I've seen it. Not a movie, I've seen it. Jesus in the world, and I've seen it where he sat. The stone. That's what I, I've seen it. I've seen it. The one I saw and I really cried but I was when Jesus was on the cross. Hey. I really, that one day I, 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 I cried. I couldn't believe it. How did I know that it was, it was Luke who was in the tower? I saw it. Then I connected the dots with the scripture because Luke is the only one who wrote that one of the disciples was in a towel and he ran away. It was when I saw it that I saw it and I said, ah, that's Luke. I, when I saw it, I knew it was him. You need an impartation. You need an impartation. Now you need to go and spend time on the mountain and wait on God. All those things. this by prophecy. Because God has been faithful to me and I've seen it over time. I've seen it over time. Can you imagine me as Dr. Mbiakovi is in Drobo? He sent me and he said, I'm in Drobo. Who am I? When I'm in it is a grace. Get me oil. Get me oil. We have come